trust these thoughts. Speak it into existence. It is a shame! A shame! What are you watching? Children's programming. Tried and true now. Ooh, I like to hear it. It's so good. It's so good. If only I could experience I say it. It's so good, but it's 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 definitely good. I'm just I'm happy I've like finally found an IPA that I like and don't think is horrendous. I mean they're they're pretty bad most of the time, but I like them. I like them. IPA is usually very hoppy, right? Is that the yeah. point? Yeah. I like I like IPAs. But, but this one it's a uh, a New England style IPA, so it has like more of a like citrus orange flavor to yeah. it than it does hops. Gotcha. Mm. So like if I crack open like like I don't know, dogfish head, I'm gonna spit it out, but yeah. <laughs> dogfish head, no bueno. Goose Island, no, no bueno. bueno. You guys, Anything with an animal name in it, I feel like it's just, just <laughs> take a hard pass, you know, giraffe zoo exhibit <laughs> IPA. It's not good. You guys are a perfect couple. I wonder why you live together. I, I, I wonder the same thing every day. <clears throat> hey, hey, uh, hey, Nick Parodies. Yes. Do you know what today's episode is? It's number 37. Number 37. I'm 37? That means you have to say the line. <laughs> no, I'll so 37 dicks in a, in a row. row? <laughs> I'll insert it in, in here somewhere. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna go that far. But yes, I'm well, 37. I mean, knowing you, 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 you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I could be 37. You no, could be. It's a mystery. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, welcome one and all to episode number 37 of the Immortal Children's Programming Podcast. This is, of course, immortal your. Will never die. It will never <laughs> Even die. Even when we die, it will continue on. Yes, our descendants will continue it on with glory um if we have because any descendants podcast in existence they have to yes i mean they don't have a choice of the two of us the one who's going to leave a descendant i think you'd be the least likely but we'll we'll see how things go <laughs> why would i be the least likely because knowing you you'll you'll be one of those people that will want to be in part of the club you know the club right i the, the club the club you know the 20 uh whatever it is the 27 club or whatever uh, you, yes, you'd be one yes, of those people of only only three more years you know so i joined the club i guess but we have to win an oscar before then come on chop chop um i mean i i don't i don't plan on winning one anytime soon but i guess we can uh, figure that out when we get there the rst documentary you know it's gonna bring down the house rest in peace rest, rest in, in peace, peace. <laughs> To a real one. Um, yeah, so today we're joined by Nick. Who's who's this fine specimen you've brought to us today? This fine drink of water is named Bryce Stewart. He is uh, my roommate. He's, he's one of my absolute best friends in the world. Um, we work together. We live together. We have lots of fun together. We will soon be taking a road trip together to get his, uh, his microchip implanted. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where is this yes, microchip uh, being inserted? Is it uh, where's the lab? I want to know just so I can figure it out for uh, myself when I get there. Yeah, it is on the SUNY Potsdam campus where the fine the fine folks there will be giving me my COVID vaccine. Ah, you know, yes, microchip complimentary of the United States government. They'll know exactly where I am at all times. And will they be inserting it anally or orally? <laughs> that's I am, the real question. <laughs> so you're one of those people that's literally going and they say, oh, there's an appointment available five hours away. So I'm going to go five hours away. Yes, that is 100% correct. I 
I've already had it once. So I'm just like really not messing around. I'm not trying to get one of these variants. And if I do, I want the symptoms to be lessened because that it was like the worst experience of my life that I've ever had with an illness. You know, not that any illness is fun to have, but COVID was definitely the worst. I mean, when you're younger, an illness is fun to have. You get that nice day off. You get to watch Tom and Jerry on Cartoon Network because it's the only thing on. Yeah. Okay. Fair. This was not the case, however. I mean, at least you could was, get some uh, well-needed rest, even though it wasn't uh, pleasant rest. But uh, we're, we're like, glad you're alive. Glad you're alive. That uh, we could. Thank you. I, that I could be here to meet it. you. Uh, I've been I've been waiting for this for, for a very long time because I haven't been Me able to well. visit the pad, if you will. I, I have been waiting for this moment for a long time as well, and sadly, your beautiful face is currently being blocked by my HP support assist. Ooh. With no help of uh, xing it out. Oh, that's, here we go. That's very Hopefully. disappointing. It really is. You know, I, I get I finally get ready to have like the biggest event in podcast history, <laughs> and, and here is HP support assistant. This is the biggest crossover in history. Yeah, fuck Don't. Avengers Endgame. You you know, this is. I mean, you could just you could just update to Mac like the rest of us. You know, be normal. I would love to. I would love to get a Mac, but sadly, that is just that's not money cards right now. I mean, I was just selling the current one that I had that I replaced. Oh well, why didn't you tell me about this? I thought I told you I got a new computer. <laughs> you did tell me you got a new computer. You didn't tell me you were selling the old one and that you would consider selling it to me. I mean, is six hundred dollars in your price range? Uh, I could make six hundred dollars happen by the end of the month. Hi. Well, Snapchat time. Alas, it is too late. I have already sold it. Ah, uh, damn! It's always well, your own people. It, it be your own people. But you know? the the model computer that I did have, you can easily find on anywhere. For is it the just same. a regular? MacBook? It's a MacBook Pro. Mm. It's a big old, big old boy. What you gotta have, you know, for right. editing and yeah. film making and. I gotta say the uh, I am very happy with my new purchase. I went with the 13 inch instead of the 15 inch. That's always usually it's not a good idea to go down in inches, but you know, for this for this particular instance, I'm gonna <laughs> gonna stick with the 13 inch. Gotcha. Um, I know I you're mean, very, you know, you can't go wrong at that, that size either way. Yes, of course not. Yeah. I know you're very familiar with that size, but <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, so yes, moving swiftly on. we're going to move swiftly into what's going on today. And you said you wanted to start off the show talking about the opening reopening of Texas completely. Uh, yes. Yeah, speaking of uh, COVID-19 announcements, the, yeah. uh, the second largest state in America, Texas has decided that it is going back to full capacity across the board you know uh stadiums restaurants state fairs whatever rodeos whatever else it is they do down there all 100 capacity mask mandate lifted and um i want to gauge your guys response on this because i what i see in the tea leaves here is that this is this is the beginning of the end for COVID-19 lockdowns in America. It's the beginning of the end. And the reason I think this is because, as we all know, everything that happens in this country is driven by money. And now sports, the biggest business in America, other than college scam. But is that, is that true? I, I wasn't aware of that. I, I, I'm not. I'm just talk, kind of talking out of my ass. I was assuming so. Like. There's there's a lot of other like healthcare, uh, all kinds of other industries that I would see would but be bigger. Sports is the biggest like mainstream business. You know what I mean? The the one that everyone buys into. Now that healthcare like has run its course, it now that healthcare has run its course, we need to move on to sports. As far as I'm uh, making yes, money for the uh, year, well, yeah, fuck healthcare. No, yes, no, no, no. But 
Okay, so sports, the biggest mainstream business in pop culture. I don't think that other teams are going to sit idly by and allow the Rangers and Astros and the Rockets, Spurs and Mavericks and the Texans and Cowboys to get a massive revenue leg up on everybody else. I don't think they're going to stand idly by and let that happen. I think these billionaire owners that can afford to sort of live in their bunkers and not go outside are going to just sort of throw caution to the wind and throw their money around. And this is going to be the end of the lockdown in America as we know it. That I don't, I, I don't know if it's going to be because I don't know if it's going to be like Texas everywhere. I don't know if everybody is going to go to 100% capacity. And I don't think it's going to happen right away. But by the summertime of this year, I don't think there's going to be a, a state that's still in lockdown, except maybe California. California is big enough that they could kind of afford financially to just do their own thing separate from the rest of the country. But Texas isn't. Else, I mean, Texas is too. But like, you, do, I'm just do you think like the Steinbrenners and James Dolan and Steve Cohen are going to be happy about allowing whoever owns the Astros and Rangers and the Tillman Fertitta who owns the Rockets to be getting millions and millions more dollars than they are. I don't think that's going to that's going to fly. I don't think that dog's going to hunt Monsignor. Mm. I think this is this is where it ends. I mean, yeah, I am. In a, in I sincerely a, in a hope blaze so. Blaze of glory, if you will. <laughs> I mean, I sincerely hope so. I mean, it seems like the cases are going down, but I don't see that as a reason for them to open up completely now because cases are going down. Right. Um, like the CDC still says, this is not a good idea. Like I don't, I don't know <laughs> jack shit about sports, but I know a lot about having COVID nineteen. And like, I already thought that Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, was like a big loony, but he's a, I think he's opening the floodgates to just have people start pouring out of the state in body bags again. I don't think it's uh that's what I don't I'm, think it's a wise idea. That's what I would definitely be worried about is like, because especially because there's going to be so many people packed into these, like you think about baseball games and football games less so because they're open arenas, but like basketball games, that's 20,000 people in a small enclosed space. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess it would be better for like baseball and football because you at least have a stadium a lot of the time that has right. no roof on it. You're but, actually outside and it's kind of hard to transmit outside. It gets really dangerous once, you know, you're in, indoors. I kind it, of it blows my mind, like the incongruity from state to state where Texas and Mississippi also, I was reading, has, has decided to go back to this. But Texas and Mississippi are at full capacity and New York is at 10 percent capacity. I mean, it seems like it seems to me that everybody should be somewhere in between that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think 10% is too low, especially for an outdoor sporting event. Very, like, very ironic. A, that 100% the states, is way too high, if you, you think, right? Like, I find it highly ironic well, that the states that are reopening like that are Mississippi and Texas. I'm just gonna, just gonna leave yeah, that as it is. It's, it's funny because they're like the ones who like, they're in the list of the ones who never really like gave a fuck anyway so it's like i'm surprised they haven't tried doing it sooner mm -hmm. well florida tried it before didn't they not that i remember I, I feel like i remember them trying it at one point and it like last fall and it didn't go well and they went back to lower capacity but here's what i don't understand Here, here's what i don't understand and i don't know if you guys agree or not but we're allowed to have 50 percent capacity in the restaurant mm -hmm. but the knicks can only have 10 percent capacity at madison square garden i think it's a lot That's harder to clean all those seats it's a know? lot easier to control a 10,000 or whatever square foot restaurant and a gigantic arena but again it's a lot easier to is, is much more restricted that's true but it's 
it is a lot easier to clean a restaurant that has like 50 tables in it than it is mm. a giant stadium where you, you know Metallica plays at. And you have to do that every single night. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. To when me. the Nets or, or, and the uh, Islanders play or whomever. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Yankee Stadium and Madison Square Garden are subjected to the same numbers is just, it, to me, it's ludicrous. I don't know how you guys. You want to write Bill de Blasio about it? Uh, I will I'm not write Bill de Blasio about it. <laughs> I have no interest in speaking to that man. He'll say that he's on it right away, but then he'll you'll never hear from him again. So yeah, he'll uh, do effectively nothing. Yes, effectively, like he's done effectively nothing about everything else. More or less, more or less. I'm just, I'm just now learning that the Mississippi governor has like the most fucking Mississippi name I've ever heard. It's Tate Reeves. Tate Reeves. So, uh, can you Google this real fast and find out if this is his a middle name, uh, middle name, last name situation, as many Southern men do? Yeah, let's find out. Let's go. Like you'll it. see that a lot where they're Jonathan Tate Reeves. There you have it, Jonathan Tate Reeves. And of course, Jonathan is spelled the redneck way. His spouse's name is Ellie. Mm. Mm. Ellie with I E or Ellie with E L E E. Oh, of course. You know why would why would it be spelled the correct way? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I love the state of Mississippi. <laughs> But, you know, Tate Reeves, I know you're a big listener on this show. Yeah, Tate Reeves is not going to be happy. He listens every week. I'm very, I'm very podcast. disappointed. We're disappointing Tate. I am, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm issuing a public apology to Mr. Reeves for uh, <laughs> my co-host and his cohort making fun of your, uh, your God-given name. We're, we're sorry, Mr. Stupid Name. I'm not, I'm not sorry in the slightest. I mean, as far as the reopening thing goes, it's got to happen at some point. Uh, I expect that the Southern states will be the ones that open first because not making a political statement, but you know how they are. Mm-hmm. It's just you'd think they would at least wait for like the vaccination rate to go up a little bit, at least, you know? Well, in order to do that, you have to have a populace that somewhat believes that a vaccination is a viable option. True. I imagine you know, is, we're, we I imagine down with, in Mississippi, the anti-vax mom group Facebook groups are like running rampant. Yeah, I, I would I would think so. Not not to make a political statement. Speaking you know. of the South, um, this is a very yes. old. This is a very old video I saw, but it, it uh, struck me a little bit today. It touched me a little bit in in the bad yes. way, obviously. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Speaking of being touched, we have to talk about the Woody Allen documentary later. That's another topic in itself. But we're going to go to a Woody different Allen documentary. Yes, mm, yes, the one on HBO. This is coming out soon, isn't it? Uh, it's actually on right now. It's on every Sunday, so you can catch up now mm. on your uh, app of choice. I guess that's and HBO is, Plus or whatever they call it now. What is the focus of, of this uh, documentary? Um, they interview. Is it on his? Uh, is it on the Soon Yi situation? Yes, she is involved. She is not in. The, she's not interviewed. I don't believe, but they have some audio of her when she was a kid, actually. Which is they have a lot of uh, personal. Um, phone calls and everything that were recorded um, but they do focus on a lot of the same people that were, have been talked about over the years including his daughter and then the direct family and some of the babysitters that were there um, at the alleged event uh, we'll get to that in a second because I wasn't going there but I thought I'd make a clever transition there but I guess it wasn't clever enough real quick what a weird guy Woody Allen yeah I guess we could talk about what that is, first since we're already on the topic individual. I don't know anything about him I'm not gonna lie um He's, uh, he's based, he married his, correct me if I'm wrong, he married his ex-wife's stepdaughter. Yeah, so, to go a little little bit of a backstory for those who might not be familiar, Woody Allen, famous uh, director in the uh, 70s, well, he's basically made a film every year since probably the 70s, Um, very well received, uh, one of the best, uh, you know, comic directors of his time, always acting in his films, and one of the people he he's featured made some great films. Yeah, you know? I'm not denying. I mean, 
I, I now I don't support his films, so I don't acknowledge them. I, I can't help but it's hard to separate the art from the artist with this particular human being based on what they've done. But uh, yeah, he's made a lot of classics, Annie Hall, Manhattan, things like that. It's like the Kevin Spacey situation. He's made tremendous work. Yeah. Terrible human being. Do you like American Beauty? I do like American Beauty. I as sold well. him. His I performance s- in Advanced Warfare, phenomenal. After he, he was in Advanced Warfare? Oh, yeah, you didn't know about that? I did not. Yeah, Kevin Spacey plays the president in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And the only reason I really know this. Is because of the press F to pay respects meme. It's come from Advanced Warfare. In the very beginning of the game, this is a total like sidebar. I'll... That's what the show is all about. It's yes. <laughs> In the beginning of the game, for those who aren't familiar, um, you're at- attending a funeral for one of your like war buddies and you walk up to the casket and there's a prompt, like a quick time event to pay respects to your buddy and you have to press F on your keyboard to put your hand on the casket and then you turn around and you go and talk to the president and the president is played is by Kevin Spacey. Played by Kevin Spacey. Mm. How long sort ago did like this come out? Ant and Ants is played by Woody Allen. Yeah. See, when did Advanced Warfare come out? You guys can keep talking about uh, Woody Allen while I look up Advanced Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I actually want yes. to know when it came out because I'm like, was it before or after the whole, I would imagine it was after or before. Sorry. After the Spacey, I would imagine it was broke. before the Spacey. 2014. News. Okay, yeah, so it was like that makes sense. That was one year before, wasn't yeah. it? Um, one, one year before, no, a couple years before, because it all went down in 2017. Mm-hmm. That was when, oh my god, that was when everybody got canceled. Yes. Um, but to get back to Woody Allen, he uh, obviously very famous director of his time, and he dated this actress named Mia Farrow, who was in a lot of his movies in the uh, 1980s, late 80s. And he ended up, uh, what the documentary focuses on a little bit of is the fact that he didn't really want to be a father. He basically told her like, I'll date you. I'll be part of your life, but I want nothing to do with your kids. (laughs) He was like, I don't want to change a diaper. He's interviewed being interviewed saying this. He's like, you know, I don't want to change a diaper. I don't want to be involved with any kids. I'm not a kid person and yada, yada, yada. He was always very polite to the kids, obviously, when he when he went to the house. He was and some of the, the people that were in their lives at the time were describing him as a really good father. But um, uh, things took a turn for the worst when they ended up uh, adopting a girl. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Do you remember her name? The uh, girl he allegedly abused. I don't soon. Isn't it? Not soon. No, no, not soon. You the daughter. I forget her name. The Whoever's probably listening probably knows anyway. But anyway, okay. so they adopted a daughter. And they eventually had a kid together who is rumored to be Frank Sinatra's uh, son because he looks so much like him. Wait. Oh, I have heard about this. I don't know the Mm -hmm. name, but. Yeah, I don't know the girl's name. Ronan Farrow is the uh, is the other guy. He changed his name later in life. He was known as Satchel back in the day. Um, But they ended up having a kid together, ironically, even though he still had that same sort of thing where he's like, I don't want to raise a kid. So you're on your own. I wonder if he said that while they were in the delivery room. He's like, just remember, (laughs) I don't want this kid. I'm out of here. See ya. I don't want anything to do with this. You change the diapers. (laughs) That's such a baller move to just date a woman and be like, I'm not dealing with this, the offspring of this relationship. And to, then she stays you, to like, his credit, been, not with that, but to his credit, to his credit, he did say that from the onset. He did not hide the fact that he did not want to be a father. But like, if you don't want to be, why would you then have a kid? A yeah. Kids. Yeah. Why would you then have a kid and stick around? It's yeah. like, I know being a deadbeat dad isn't like the thing you want to be either, but like mm-hmm. one of those it's, things will at least weird. make you happy, I guess. It's weird on multiple levels. Number one, he might be the first guy in the world whose dream was to be a deadbeat dad. And then he, except he's a deadbeat dad while also like still being around. Like he lives yeah. in the house with the kid. Granted, yeah. he was a 
he was a very from the onset it seemed like he was a good father he was a good caretaker for the kids like one of his because they had a lot of uh after vietnam they had this thing where they her and her ex-husband like to adopt a lot of asian kids so they have a lot of adopted asian kids in their family uh soon yi being one of them was the oldest and jolie if you will what's that a lot like brad pitt and angelina jolie yeah a lot like them i lots, mean that's an asian offspring in that family yes um but what happened was the uh, Woody was was close with one of the Asian sons, one of the young kids who still supports him today. Um, and then the daughter's name was Dylan that they adopted. And then Ronan uh, was the kid he had with uh, with Mia Farrow. So the gotcha. whole the whole reason that uh, this all what happened was that they were describing it that Woody was very close with Dylan throughout her early life. And this included him almost never wanting to be away from her. To the mm-hmm. point where it got really weird and some of the babysitters at times caught him laying in a bed with the daughter in his underwear. All right. I don't, I don't like that. And at one point, you know, and Mia Farrow seemed very, um, you know, she seemed like she didn't want to believe anything was going on. And, uh, you know, that's no fault of her. I mean, if, if she trusts Woody, it seemed like they had a trusting relationship at the time. Um, but you know, she kind of just thought of it as it's a little weird, but okay, that's fine. And then uh, we come to find that a few years you gotta, later, you gotta remember, you know, this is the same woman who stayed with a guy who said he didn't want kids and would have nothing to do with them and then had a kid with him. So the judgment is probably not uh, all the way there. Bryce, have you never heard this story before? No, I oh, you're, you're in so- for a treat. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. This is the mo- one of the most wild rides I've ever taken. Like, I always knew that there was something up with Woody Allen. I just never knew exactly mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, and like my it's knowledge, just, it's just become one of those like cultural things where like everybody knows that Woody Allen did weird shit, but nobody. Yeah. It's like Michael Jackson. It just it doesn't help that like my knowledge on actors, directors, and movies is so limited because I don't really watch movies that much. Yeah. Yeah, he's more of a a study of a human being than he is as a director anymore because of the things he's done. Um, so what ended up happening is a few years later, uh, the older Asian daughter, Soon Yi, as he was mentioning earlier, um, she was always very um, dismissive and very like, like, she wasn't really close to anybody in the family. She kind of kept to herself. So Mia was describing in the movie that she's like, oh, so uh, you should take Soon Yi to some Knicks games because he obviously had Knicks season tickets. He was a big Knicks fan. Um, and they started, you know, hanging, spending a lot of time together. Um, and to a point where people started getting a little weirded out by the relationship that they had. And mm-hmm. they were describing in the movie that some people that lived in the apartment, some housekeepers started noticing particular materials found in the trash and certain mm. stains on the bed sheets when they made the bed. Gee, I wonder. And, you know, a few months later, uh, Mia Farrow ended up finding naked photographs of her daughter in Woody's office. Yikes. And that opened up the Joe whole... Joe Girardi would say, it's not what you want. And, like, people still work with this man? We're getting there. We're not even to the worst part. Uh, okay. We're not so even there it, yet. It, it so does, in fact, get Okay. Mia basically says she's disgusted with Woody, and there's phone calls of this happening, and he's trying to, like, talk it down, like, oh, it'll never happen again. It was a one-time thing. It was not appropriate. Da, 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 da. Okay, so his ass the first time i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going with the story just to yep. not tell you what everybody else knows but mm-hmm. kind of what the okay, documentary okay. analyzed so the documentary kind of discussed how a lot of woody's films revolve around a young 17 year old girl who he falls in love with it seems to be a common thread among or a young girl among all his films 
And there was a journalist who actually went and went to the Woody Allen archives, which are at Harvard University. And he kind of picked through a lot of the scripts and a lot of the ideas he was having. And he noticed the real pattern of this guy being really fixated on young girls, specifically 17 mm. year old girls or 18 year old girls. And, you know, it, it described a lot of weird coincidences that you didn't at first get when you discuss the case, you know, you usually get the same old story of him what we'll get to but so that was very disturbing a lot of these stories that were being told um so what ended up happening is ultimately mia did not want him around the kids but he still had um he was still the parent of the guy, the kid he had obviously and he had adopted the other girl dylan was her name the uh the younger kid they had, they had adopted together so what happened was one day mia had gone to the store with one of her friends and left the babysitter with the other friend's babysitter. So there was two babysitters taking care of both sets of kids that day. And at one point during the day, they were all around doing whatever. And then the babysitter for the for the Pharaoh family was like, where's Dylan? She disappeared. We haven't seen her all day. So she goes and she looks around and she she's calling for her and she can't find her. And, you know, ultimately nothing, nothing really happens. And then they they find out that that Woody had ended up showing up and um, it was weird. So she goes and she talks to Dylan later on when Mia Farrow comes back home. She's like, oh, yeah, I saw dad, yada, yada, yada. And then she notices that she doesn't have any underwear on. So Uh-oh. she's like, OK, that's a little weird. Um, so she just tells the, the nanny or whoever to go get the pair of underwear and you know, it's not really mentioned. And then later that week, uh, Dylan, the, she's at six years old at this point, says that she has a secret of some sort or something happened along those lines. And she describes, um, and Mia Farrow decided that it was in her best interest to film this, her telling her this, so that way she didn't, that she had the direct memory of this happening at the time. She like misrepresented her something later on. Exactly. Mm. So the big, I'll get to it, but what happened was she tells him, uh, she tells Mia that uh, dad had put, had had his face in her lower area mm-hmm. and they were on a bed doing whatever. And then eventually Woody took her up to the attic where he proceeded to, you can fill in the blank. Um, mm. So this is all being described. I don't like that. Yeah, this is a very depressing story to talk about. I mean, everybody, you know, ridicules Woody Allen now, but it really is a, dis- a you know, a traumatizing story. And the the sad and part about this 1992, this happened. Yeah, so, so you got to think like he was established in the business for like 20 years after this. And it was just nobody knew. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 wild to think it's about. one of those widely known things that, you know, it's the same thing with Michael Jackson fans. They like to. They like to forget about, you know, the, the reality of things and not really acknowledge that this person was actually a monster. Um, but what ended up happening is, you know, Mia found this out and there was a whole big lawsuit. And ultimately, you know, nobody, nobody ever was able to resolve it because there was no real proof. There was never any sort of, of way to prove that any of this was going on, unfortunately. And a few weeks after this whole incident, Soon Yi decides to run away with Woody. <laughs> So he's now married to his, at the time, I believe, 19 or 20 year old adopted daughter. That's not his. That's not even his daughter. That's his his girlfriend's adopted daughter. And they have been together ever since. And the main the main criticism that comes from Woody Allen and from his the, the detractors of the incident are that Mia Farrell coerced her six year old daughter to say all this in order to get Woody, you know, they described her as crazy, like she was nutty. 
And it was it was definitely something that you could, you know, you could consider because she hadn't been interviewed about it for for over these 30 years. So I think this was also such a leap to go to like, oh, she must be planning the whole thing in a coordinated attempt to take the guy down. And the way they really, you know, debunk that is the fact that Mia filmed a lot of their lives with a video camera. So it wasn't just this one incident that they, she decided to film. She felt it was important because of what he might have done. And then she did this, this over a course of a few days, having her tell the same story over and over again. So that way, it's not like she was forgetting it because she was telling him something, telling her something that she remembered. That's so, the thing, like a six-year-old kid is not going to make up a story and then tell it exactly the same way for a week straight. Like, I would bet you the would you never be able to, there's to n- formulate a lie and keep it going. It's exactly. just not there. Yep. So I think I'm only on part two of the show, but I think this might be the finally the thing that, I mean, Statue of Limitations might be beyond at this point, but I think this might be the thing that finally puts Woody Allen's career to rest. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's what's needed because this seems like it was a pattern with him. And as much as he's respected in the film industry and, you know, obviously there's still people who don't believe that this incident occurred. The fact that the mother, the daughter who it happened to, Everyone else in the family, with the exception of the one Asian son who ended up staying with uh, Woody, he ended up uh, supporting him later on because he really loved him. Um, and they showed that relationship in the movie as well. Um, but then, um, you know, him and Soon Year still married and they obviously don't, you know, talk to that side of the family anymore. But um, I think it was really important that Mia Farrow decided to do this now just because of, you know, the fact that it's so it's such a you know, active topic, especially in the wake Mm -hmm. of the whole Harvey Weinstein, you know, over the last four years. So, you know, there's a, there's a stark difference between something like this and, you know, something like, you know, it's, it's a really difficult subject to talk about because how do you compare, like, how do you compare and contrast two different forms of of assault like that? You you can't, it's just, it's just disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like the same thing with Bill Cosby. Like we watched the Cosby show for years and now I can't, watch it because i can't it, it you can't separate the art from the artist in this situation you know i mean you just it's, see it and you're like i know you were drugging and raping people like it's, if the, i i severely severely doubt that the babysitter and all these friends that she spoke to and they got uh carly simon to come on the the documentary to talk about the fact that she had heard this and you know with, with this many people go to this length to lie about something for 30 I years. I highly doubt that. That's so. the whole thing. And I, you hear this a lot. Like you heard it a lot with the Cosby thing is like they're they're all lying to bring Cosby down. They're all lying to bring Woody Allen down. But it's what like, is, like, what do you gain from Yeah, that? what is the end game of making a coordinated attempt to bring the guy down? A conspiracy only the reason a conspiracy is becomes interesting is because there's a plausible reason for it to be a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Like take the uh, take the JFK assassin nation for example like the conspiracy is that he was murdered by the cia so that they could go to war with cuba you know that's a plausible thing the other conspiracy is that he was murdered by the mob and ultimately they we didn't go to war with cuba but it's a plausible thing the other conspiracy is that he was murdered by the mob because he was going to start an open war against organized crime that's also plausible the other 9-11 the conspiracy that bush not the conspiracy that bush did it but the i guess i guess that but that he knew it was gonna happen it was coming and that he did it so that he could just Justify invading Iraq to get the oil. I don't that's think a, he. A, 
I don't think he knew anything. I think he just used it as an opportunity to go for his other agendas at the time. Right. But what I'm saying is like you you could believe it because there's a plausible reason mm-hmm. for it to be. The like, case. I don't see any but, plausible reason behind having a coordinated attempt to end the career of Woody, of Woody Allen, Allen and Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, like when it like, comes to. If you it's, compare it's not, this, it's not like it's not like Eddie Murphy was trying to destroy Bill Cosby's reputation so that he could have his own TV show on NBC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not the case. It was random people who were speaking out. It wasn't like. And also, you, there was you know people. Yeah, there was like people in the industry too that were like, like there were they were never able to corroborate why he was odd, but he was always known as like a really strange guy, and they nobody could ever put their hands on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, same thing with Harvey Weinstein. It was like a well, open secret. Don't go to Harvey's house. I, I mean, I think Harvey was a little more cut and dry. I think he. I think people knew a lot more than we are led to believe. Um, but obviously, he but it, was. It's the, it's the position of power thing yeah. again. It was this. Harvey was the guy who has the money and the power, and you don't. Um, you don't talk back to the Godfather. You mm-hmm. just do what the Godfather wants you to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yes. the whole power and imbalance thing is very, very prevalent in this sort of topic. The difference I see between this and like the um, the Michael Jackson documentary is in Michael Jackson's case, we're going off the the reference point of basically two individuals because we're seeing only really this guy these two guys that really told their families later in life so it was kind of like a kind of assumption but not really but in this particular situation i feel like the evidence is there he was obviously there that day the thing with the underwear obviously was a little odd the fact that she told everybody in the house you know you got to keep woody away from dylan because and then the girl was literally not wanting to be around her dad because of how you know how abrasive he was like he would go they were telling the story that he he was at the dinner table with her one night having spaghetti and she just called him woody as a joke and then he's like do not ever call me Woody. You have to call me Daddy. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, so she's like playing. Nanko. She's like, oh, Dad's just kidding. So she calls him Woody again, and he literally takes her by the head and smacks her into her her table. You know, that's the kind of yeah. abuse this guy was. You know, he was willing to. You know, obviously it's the story of one one person versus the other person's account. But I mean, Woody's obviously not in the movie, but. The, you know, the, the amount of people they were able to collect for this movie, I, I think it pretty much corroborates that the story was true. I mean, these people have no reason to lie. Right. From what, from how it seems, the relationship that Woody and Mia had was mostly okay up until all this stuff happened. So clearly he was the one that caused the issue. At least that's mm-hmm. what I get from the movie. So, you know, not a, not a very happy movie to watch, but I think it's an essential, you know, you know me, I'm a very big proponent of documentary and I think this is a very good, um, this is a very good place to have this case finally put to rest and should show people that you should not be working with Woody Allen because he is, you know, I, I don't want to try to say you should ever destroy somebody's life, but when you're openly assaulting your daughter, that's a little... Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't really have much sympathy there. Or mm-hmm. speaking of um, documentaries, you know, on a much more positive note. Yeah, thank you. you know thank I you for for listening today. to my TED talk. Uh, I am I'm here all week. <laughs> Do you know what I purchased today and what? can't wait to spectate? Is the King of Kong a fistful of quarters? Oh, I could have lent you that. I have a copy. Great. Well, now I have it for myself. You want? I have a little bit of uh, knowledge of that uh, incident. If you'd like to hear about it, sure. Um. So the King of Kong, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a documentary about the battle between Steve Wiebe, a teacher from Seattle, Washington, and that's Billy. That's the best name for like, a, a, that, a, that's just such a good last name yeah. for a teacher. Steve, Mr. Wiebe. And then, no, it's like, like if he watches anime too, then like, <laughs> perfect. Weeaboo is Weeb. built right into the name. He's an interesting fella. Um, okay. So it's the, the battle between Steve Wiebe and, uh, hot sauce king of florida or uh hollywood florida billy mitchell uh self known as the the king of video games and the uh video game player of the century self-proclaimed um so the whole story is the battle between them sure. to set the record for donkey kong on the arcade uh yeah, billy mitchell is was- their race to be like the best donkey kong player in yep. the world right yep they've both since been surpassed but uh, at the time it was a big deal because uh, Billy Mitchell had held the record for probably 30 years or 20 20 30 years at that point um because he was always known as one of the greatest uh, video game players of his time um but ultimately the documentary I, I won't spoil anything for anybody but the documentary kind of it kind of presents an antagonistic look at Billy Mitchell and when you think about it back then it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal but ultimately, in the last few years, it's come out that Billy Mitchell had uh, potentially cheated his scores mm. when it came to... Because there's a particular scene in the movie where... Uh, it's not a spoiler, per se, but Steve Wiebe ends up you know, taking the, the spot at a, uh, at a gaming event. And Billy Mitchell comes in with a grainy VHS tape of him beating the record his own, on his own. And immediately... Real quick, can anybody say that they're surprised that a man who calls himself the hot sauce... <laughs> I, I'm not saying no. that he. I'm not saying he said that, but he's famous for his hot sauce. <laughs> that's what he I does these days. I'm, I'm with Nick on this one. Like, if that's the if that's the title you got, you're gonna go with, or if the people hot, are calling you that, King of you're you're cheating at something. Yeah, the hot sauce. It's like the um. It's like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Remember the Andy sausage, Roman, the, the sausage, sausage King of, of Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, the ultimately uh, years later, and I, I'm gonna. Be careful. He's not going to listen to this, but he has sued some people over people talking about this. So a few years ago, a guy on the internet, um, I believe his name was Apollo Legend, I think was the YouTube channel name. And he ultimately made this video debunking a lot of these video game players in the in the 80s. There was a couple famous instances um, of players just completely making up scores. Um, there's a guy named Todd Rogers. If you want to look him up, he's notorious for faking all kinds of scores. He was proclaimed as Mr. Activision based on the uh, famous <laughs> video game company uh, for all the Activision games he was known at being good at. But um, he's so, featured yeah. in another documentary about video games called Chasing Ghosts, which focuses on a lot of these guys individually. Um, but anyway, so Billy Mitchell was eventually called out by this guy for the fact that the v- the VHS tape that he had used to show that score, people were able to look at that tape frame by frame and determine that the way that the pixels uh, spread out on the screen, that it was used on an emulator. And mm. the reason that's significant is because in order to have the record for Donkey Kong in that particular format, you have to play on an arcade you machine. On the, on the cabinet. Yep. So by playing on, an, on a... Story. Yeah. So you by playing on a computer, so they say, 
um, you would potentially be changing the odds a bit because there could be tool assisted runs and things like that. So, and mm-hmm. ultimately it came out that Billy Mitchell had also, he claimed that the, the creator of Pac-Man had given him the title of video game player of the century when <laughs> he did not do that. <laughs> And, allegedly <laughs> and he'd also allegedly been the first person to get a pac-man perfect score which allegedly also did not happen so did it allegedly not happen or did it definitively not happen and he just we don't know it? i feel like for legal reasons we have to say allegedly 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 um yeah. but he, he for is legal a, reasons this is a joke <laughs> billy, Mi- billy mitchell is a great twitter follow if you ever want to follow him but uh king of Was kong is a great movie King of Kong is a great movie. Uh, looking back at it now, it's a little more iffy because of Billy Mitchell's situation. I mean, it makes you look at him differently, but, you know, I mean, it's it's a shame because uh, he was a larger-than-life figure and he was very entertaining, but obviously now he's very, you know, you know, it is what it is. He's, he's out there. And uh, Steve Wiebe doesn't have the record anymore, but he's at least, you know, gained a little bit of notoriety for this. Mm-hmm. She get he's him clean. on the show. He seems like a nice guy. Steve Wiebe, I'm with it. The yeah. gamer community is really going to come after me after this. Yeah. I'm just like, why are, why are we like this? I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't there get was... it. Gotta have the high score, man. You really gotta, you gotta watch that other, that other documentary, Chasing Ghosts. It, it really follows a lot in detail. A lot of these guys, you know, they were all kinds of games they were really into. And it, it really, it's basically a history of the, uh, video game scoring um company called twin galaxies and it was an arcade back in the day in iowa and there was this big uh, gathering of the minds in in iowa in the 80s and you know there's a famous picture of um of all of them and they focus on that in the movie but great movie by the way no so, doc will ever top uh screwball screwball is great <laughs> fantastic screwball tremendous if you don't know Screwball is about the Alex Rodriguez, Tony Bosch steroids <laughs> from 2014. Okay. But reenacted with uh, children. Uh, yeah. Playing I'm, the parts. I'm going to, I'm going to have to check that out. And it's directed by Billy Corbin, who uh, is another Florida man. Hmm. The last and, uh, cocaine cowboys and other, other such documentaries. And um, he directs Screwball. And there are so many Florida men in the, the, the Screwball story, the A-Rod steroid story. I mean, we can talk about Tony Bosch, the doctor who was not a doctor. We can talk about uh, Porter House, of course. Yes. Porter, wait, he, this man named himself. Was he, he, named just, he, just, he just got to watch. You got to watch the movie. Just, he, everything will be we revealed. Talk about the guy who sold the um, sold the steroids out of his tanning salon. This is in Boca. So I think <laughs> I think Boca, the, yeah. the last documentary that I watched was that Netflix original about the crack epidemic mm. and pretty much about how it was all um, manufactured by the Nixon and Reagan administrations. Mm. And then Clinton came in and cracked down on it and was like, yes, you're going to jail, extra jail, double jail for all of you. Mm, that's a sad like, topic. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean. I hopped on here not thinking we were going to talk about all the sad stuff. I just stuff talked today, about Woody Allen being a child molester for 15 minutes. So, you know, anything's yeah, possible. I, I didn't think we're going to talk about the sad stuff either. <laughs> I mean, what happy stuff. I'm sorry I talked so much. I just felt like, you know, those are two very, 
Those are two stories that are, no, they're very. <laughs> I mean, I have yeah. a, a hap, like a sort of like happy story from work earlier. I would love to hear it. I would love to as well. So, this, so as we all know, as I stated before, Nick, Nick, and I both work at an Australian themed um, restaurant whose name, for legal reasons, I'm not going to state here because we're current employees. It's okay. I've already stated it on the show. I'm a still not do it. Okay. Um, and I was bartending this morning, and it was like just insanely busy. The name of the restaurant is Sydney Crack house <laughs> okay can i just ask why you were and, bartending in the morning that's a little um because you know people, somebody's got to you know sometimes there's like people who like get off their night shift and they like hop into the bar yeah you know, they want to have a drink after they work i like don't me. imagine that's the case i think that's people well, I, mean, I think people are just day drinking not, well there's that too i didn't really I, I was, serve a lot of alcohol today i, I was day drinking today yeah don't nick, judge me nick was one of my day drinkers <laughs> don't judge me i'm not judging i you. pay my taxes i serve my country <laughs> Uh, you have um, never served I your country. This, I, I, I serve my country every day on this show. You know, this is, a, <laughs> this is important business right here. This is the I Lord's gospel. Country, I serve my country Tito's martinis at 11 a.m. <laughs> All right, I heard you. Continue um, your story. Continue. But this morning, I had this lady who came in sitting down at my table, and she's like, oh, like, she's like already seemed like kind of flighty and emotional. She's like, yeah, my husband, he's up the street, like, he's about to go through surgery. And like, he's never, never been, never been put under anesthesia before never had surgery before and like i'm just really worried about them and i was like okay so like you know you're just you know you're here hanging out gonna have you know try to keep your mind off it kind of try to have a good time and like it gets to a point like i'm running around all my tables and like she hasn't really touched her food and i was like oh do you like want me to get you a box or anything and she was like yes like i need a box and she tells me i can't eat without him and like she starts crying like this lady is like really like worried and upset because her husband's about to go through surgery and from like what i understood it was only like on his knee so like it wasn't something that it wasn't like like life or death or anything like that but she was still incredibly worried about him my heart was touched but like for a little bit i ended up like sitting down with her to be like calm her down because she started crying and i was like you know it's, it's all gonna be all right he's gonna it's gonna be okay like i'm here you're hanging out we're hanging out you can stay as long as you need like i'll be here for whatever you need and i went to our manager and was like hey listen here's the situation can we like give her some kind of discount i mean you know i gave her my employee comp she got 50 percent off her bill and then i like i had i always take pictures of the notes that people leave me on receipts because whether it's good bad whatever and she left a note that said thank you so much you were the exact server i needed bless you and she was like she's sitting there crying i'm starting to cry i go to our manager and she's like i want someone to love me the way that she loves her husband she's crying i read the note i'm crying again so i'm just like i'm i'm very touched i like i like to make the joke you know like i'm not these people's therapists to give them three free therapy but when you can really like impact someone's life even in the small ways like that it, it feels good i'm gonna I'm gonna cry now. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I was expecting the uh, the relief the the punchline of that to be that her husband walked in and uh, she was trying to fake it. But I guess not. I guess I have a no. Diff- I guess I have a different track of mind. <laughs> no. And then I started to she giggle was, earlier. However, I wasn't giggling at your story. I was giggling because I was thinking of Florida man uh, doing heroin on the uh, on the operating table. <laughs> I don't know why that came I to mind, think- but. I was thinking of a Florida man recently disguising himself as a grandma to get the coronavirus <laughs> vaccine. Did you see that? No, but that's that's genius. I mean, um, a couple people in New York actually, have done that. 
I think I've seen it's, stories it's of that on the news. It's a solid move. Yeah, I you mean, it's stupid. but you as a grandma next week. Bro, I got asthma and a restaurant worker. They're just going to give it to me. I actually, you know that guy with the curly white hair uh -huh. who, like, sits at the bar? Joe? Yeah, yeah Joe. Yeah, yeah. He asked me, like, oh, you're only, like, 20-something years old. How are you getting in? I was like, oh, well, let's see. I've got this, this. I work here. So, like, they said, come on through. Just to, just to be safe, I think we should buy you a nice Betty White costume. <laughs> just, you know, just to be safe. Um, What was I trying to say? Damn, you made me lose my train of thought. Uh, oh! Very nice, her, uh, loving story. Handsome, it makes people lose their train of thought. Her husband was actually, he hadn't gone into surgery yet. He was calling her, like, hey, can you bring me food? <laughs> so she's sobbing on the phone with him like worried about him and then trying to tell me through her tears like what to order for him to, for her to bring him Blanche bring me a like, goddamn blooming onion Blanche <laughs> was this was a middle aged lady or uh... I have, no she was I think like in her 30s or oh, like maybe okay. early 40s so her name was uh, Becky. Maybe. Gertrude. No, not Gertrude. She, That's she, Greta. she very weirdly said, I think you've missed your calling. So have I, because I'm in retail and you work here. And I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, ma'am, for right now, this is my calling. Like, this is where I'm stuck. You're never stuck. You just, you know. Whatever you want in life, speaking into existence. Right, Nick Parodies? I, well, I was, I was Nick talking. Nick Parodies story, is that what you said? What's that? Speaking into existence, the Nick Parodies story? Yes. That was the title of your uh, third book. <laughs> But I, I was talking with one of our other co-workers, David, mm -hmm. and he was like talking about how much he hates, you know, he's just like, I hate it here. And I was like, why are you seeking a promotion then? He was like, might as well do it while I'm here, you know? True. You're right. Like, he's right. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Yay. See, I'm seeking a promotion because I like it there, you know? Screw I mean, yeah, no, I do like it there. Like, I have gone through my phases where I'm like, oh, I fucking hate working here. I never want to come back. But then I go and work somewhere else and I hate working there more and realize how much I miss being in that restaurant. It's a good job. It really is. You know, I'm glad you guys Under have a blossoming career. Serving in general is underrated as a, mm -hmm. as a career choice, I think. We are ser literally serving our country yeah, with serving, the serving plates of food. Yeah, I'm like Superman. I fight for truth, <laughs> justice, and the American way. <coughs> Speaking of the American way, yeah. your favorite bar, Matt Dixon, the Mercury Grand Marquis. Mm. Is it? What about it? Greatest car ever made. Not, not made anymore, of course. Well, no. But I think, and I want to gauge uh, your opinion on this, as you are a car guy, much like me. Mm -hmm. I think we're primed for a revival of full-size body-on-frame sedans. Cross The crossover bubble is going to burst. It's like the housing market. Can you name me a single person that bought a crossover because they like crossovers? I mean, I had one when I was in high school. I didn't mind it, but then I you gave it. You didn't mind it. Can you name me a single person that bought a crossover because they like crossovers? Are you Everybody referring to says, what kind of car? Things like the Nissan Rogue, Honda CRV, things like that. Like like a like a Rav? Yeah, like yeah. a like, like a smaller a, SUV, like um, a John Drive. I mean, my brother. Okay, like kind of, I guess, kind of like a Subaru. Yep, he had a Rav Four, like right before his Charger, and he got it because he liked the, the, the mom Ford. car, basically, well, right? More or less, the mom yeah. car. Okay, the mom car. What Angela drives. Yeah, I mean, Angela's a mom. Yeah. Can you name me a single person that bought a mom car because they wanted one? Can my you name my me mother? a single person? Everybody, <laughs> everybody who buys yeah. them either wants really, they re, what they really want is either a full-size sedan or a truck. They're just, the truck is impractical because they're not really going to haul that shit around all the time. Or I'm counting like Suburbans and Tahoes as trucks for mm -hmm. the purpose of this exercise. Or they want like a Charger 
Witcher or a Crown Vic or an Impala, but they're just not, not making that shit anymore. So they have to the buy. If you if you had if you if you had a Crown Vic right now, body on frame design, it's basically a truck but a car. Right. Body on frame design, all wheel drive. It's like driving you a give boat. Give it an all wheel drive option. You give it maybe an extended um, bed option, extended bed trunk option, six passenger seat. It would do gangbuster numbers. I'm no, telling you. I don't know. I'm telling you. Like I, as someone who has owned both a Crown Vic and a pickup, I would one thousand percent take my pickup over the tr- over the Crown Vic any day. Over the the pickup, yeah, but not a CRV. Instead of a crown, I mean, come on! What are we talking about if, here? If the it's crown, the same number of seat, it's the same amount of seating. It's the same amount of cargo space, just vertical. I mean, horizontal instead of vertical, so you can actually see out behind you when you're fully if, stocked on cargo. If the Crown Vic had it been an all-wheel drive vehicle, then yeah, I would understand the argument. Well, if it was brought back today, it would be an all-wheel drive vehicle because there's all-wheel drive chargers. I don't Dodge. know. The char- Right I, now is Dodge's I, I was having this conversation with someone not too long ago about how I was like, oh, oh, well, um, GM should bring back the Pontiac brand because this seems to be like the generation of revivals, right? It is. But with like the going away of SRT, I'm not so sure that that's uh, that's um, the right move. Well, you know, stupid hippies. <laughs> they, they don't know what they want. The thing about I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Crown Vic today, all wheel drive, it would do gangbuster numbers. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. My question is, is do you know any old person who doesn't drive one of those cars? What kind of what kind of cars do old people drive today? They drive Crown Vic. Exactly. Grand Marquis and so, Rivieras. I mean, my we, parents are kind of, but they drive an avalanche. Yeah. We are going well, to be old one day, too. correct? We are all yeah. going to be old. Most of us will be old one day. I don't know about you, but... Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm the 27 club. Oh, here. Nick. That's I why hope. I'm on my fifth beer of the day. If uh, if he doesn't live to 40, I'm going to have to find a new co-host. But um, anyway, my point was... Uh, Bryce, this is your audition. Much like Michelle a couple weeks ago, this is your audition. You just don't know it yet. I mean, he's very well-spoken. I'd love to have him on the show more often. Say, I, I still... I still have to listen to her episode. I was listening to the one after it because I saw the um the title and was like, oh, I need to listen to this. Oh, with Chris and Steve. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. But I never, I haven't gotten all the way through it. Admittedly, I accidentally I'm forgot tell- to. I forgot to put a piece of my audio at one point in the episode. So like 15 minutes in, there's like a good conversation where they're all just like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> I. <laughs> That's happened once before. I don't know if you ever caught it, but like, I think there was an episode where it's like you were talking and I would just not hear anything from Nick. Yeah, it dropped out for like uh, a minute or two. It happens on occasion. I usually listen to the episode and I'll catch it, but sometimes I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who's listening that far anyway? Because I'll listen to the episode. I, I, I like to listen to the episodes after they come out to just, you know, see if we got it right or wrong, in my opinion. And, was it someone at work was like, who the fuck listens to your podcast? And me and Rebecca were like, we do. We've got a bunch of subscribers, you know, don't I be mean, mad because you don't have any subscribers. I won't. Oh. I won't tell you the number, but we do have more listeners than she does. That's all I have to say on that, because with okay. that kind of attitude, nobody would listen to her anyway. Yeah. Well, well, it's a guy. So what's his name? I'm not. I'm not going to reveal that for legal reasons. Can we? Can we? Can we give him an imaginary name? Yeah, he knows who I'm talking about. I let's call him Ted. So okay? I don't remember who we're talking about. I don't remember who said it. Can we just call I him Ted? Ted? Names are Bill and Ted. Exactly. Okay, so Ted, Ted. Uh, your Ted opinion is, is not uh, Ted. I want you to send in a. Uh, 
Ted, you know who you are, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. They'll know sure. who Why not? Ted will know who he is. Ted, I want you to send in a voicemail We'd and love uh, to hear from you, Ted. We would love to have you on the show. Yeah, uh, no. We're not gonna have Someone Ted on the show. Fail our projects. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, is it who I Yeah, it's who you're thinking of. I'm gonna type I'm, I'm throwing daggers at the I say I'm gonna type the name out, and if I'm right Don't talk to me that way. Don't come at my brand, don't come at my show. I'm Superman. I fight for truth, justice, and the American way. Is that way. it? Well, uh, yeah, he did. No. Oh. Okay. I love the guy, but I'm clowning him right I, now. I, okay. I want to thank you for that wonderful drop that I'm going to be using at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the drops come from him, unfortunately, because I'm not that interesting. But I'm the Don LaGraca of this show. More or less. Okay, I know we're like trying to move on. We're talking about cars, but like, so it's very well known with Nick that I don't know jack shit about sports. I don't mm-hmm. really understand them. I stopped watching them after like the seventh grade because I got a whole new friend group that wasn't interested. So like from like kindergarten on, I had friends who knew about sports. So I had to learn about sports. But mm-hmm. then they all decided they didn't like me anymore. So I got new friends. I don't blame them. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know I suck, but I got new friends and none of them knew anything about sports. So I was just sitting there like, well, I sure do know about a lot about the Yankees roster this year. Mm. Who can I tell about it? Nobody. So I just ended up like dropping it and not following it. But every time Nick shows me something from the K show, it's a riot. And I feel like I should watch it despite <laughs> knowing nothing about it. I mean, it's a classic of, of modern television, if you will. Modern radio, modern television. It is. It's my favorite show. I listen to it every day. Um, I see it on the TV at clear, work every yeah, day. To be clear um, from earlier, they both said basically the same thing. But I'm only clowning one because I only like one. I'm going to clown one of them because he told me that there's no way an automatic can go faster than a man despite automatics being able to shift way faster than any human being on this planet. Let me guess, Michael's the one complaining about automatics? Or no? Who's complaining? We're talking about work again. Yeah. So he's complaining about He's saying that manual is better than automatic. Yes, yes. because manual I'm, is better than automatic, but it can't shift faster. Because like I'm in this conundrum because I ha- I have to get rid of my truck despite really not wanting to just because it has like oil problems and I'm going to get a GTI. I think you should replace it with another truck. That's just me. I don't know if I can find one a, with low enough miles at the price range that I want. You know, uh, that's the problem. Tacoma? Fuck no. Stick shift frontier. <laughs> But I was like, oh, I'm going to get a GTI. And he's just like, oh, get the manual one. But we have another person at work who's like, nah, you should get the automatic. Like, you know, you get the dual the dual clutch paddle shifter. Mm-hmm. It'll go faster. You'll get better gas mileage. And the other guy is just like, oh, I don't. I don't believe that it'll go faster than a manual. That just doesn't make sense. As long as you can, as long as you don't get a CVT transmission, you're golden, whatever you get. I feel for Dia. I really do because she probably bought a CVT with this new model. That shit's not going to last. Are you saying CVT or C? Continuously variable transmission. Okay. Them things are garbage. CVT is a totally different thing that I don't think any of your listeners want to know about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, CVT, not good. But uh, CVT also not good but Both something not the, good. the listener i hope angela's car doesn't have a cvt because that would be a, a yikes that, that that those don't last anyway I'm sorry they don't <laughs> they don't why why are why are car companies investing all this money into continuously variable transmissions they're garbage they're garbage just make a six-speed automatic like everybody else it's not a difficult thing to do i don't understand it's always great to get this guy worked <laughs> up about something <laughs> 
I really, I, I'm serious. I don't understand. I'm happy for, I'm happy for our friend Nadia. I'm very happy for her. It's a wonderful new car. Toyota Corolla's beautiful pieces of engineering. Fantastic. I can attest. Wonderful. Beautiful. But if she got the CVT. I'm, I'm going to look it up for you right now. If she got the CVT. Oh, you mean the timing so belt? sorry for her. You mean the timing belt? No, no, not the, the timing belt. It's a, it's a type of new type of transmission oh. where there aren't really gear ratios. It's just all, it's all on a belt, basically. So it's like an electric car where you don't shift. Okay. But I've got bad news. Is it the continue? No! <laughs> you either get the six speed manual or the, the no, CVT. No, no, no. <laughs> say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights off. Carry me home. Oh, man, down. <laughs> Sorry, Toyota my dude. Toyota down. Um, I will this give is, you a piece of advice if you'd like. This, I'm sorry. What? No, it's okay. I said I'll give him a piece of advice if you'd like. Um, never buy a manual car because they're they're stupid. stupid. Buy a four. No buy, manual car. No manual cars are stupid, and people who drive them only drive them because they can tell people that they drive manual. They like to talk great about no, themselves. Is, okay, yeah, that's one hundred percent correct. It's like it's it's it really is a talking point. Yeah. Be like, oh yeah, I could I could drive a manual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people can drive a manual. Yeah, but we have a close friend who only bought one for that reason. <laughs> Do we? Yeah. Remember? She said, I want a manual car because oh. I want to learn how to drive it. So like we said, I, no, I was, we said it was a bad idea. I've, I've been happy because like, again, I'm looking into getting a GTI and I've had this conversation with Nick a whole bunch of times. I'm going to get the automatic one, but just because like I don't, despite the manual being cheaper, I don't want to daily drive a manual car. If I were getting <clears> like a fun car that I could take out every once in a while, then yeah, I would go ahead and get a, a manual because mm-hmm. it's just a different driving experience. But to go to Hannaford up the road, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to worry about shifting to you know to get and getting through traffic. Mm-hmm. I want to stick my arm out the window and drive with one hand at the bottom of the steering wheel like I always do. I I know what you should buy. You should buy a brand new Ford F three fifty so that I can take the Godzilla motor out and put it in my Mustang. Don't know about that one. You know, I mean, you would have nothing to drive, but I would have. I I'll think, just put the B six back in your truck. I think that's a terrible financial uh, in uh, financial decision for both of you. Well, it might be a yeah, good financial I, decision for you because you're getting shit for free, but and it might be a good financial decision for me also because I'm not going to be around in three years to face the consequences. Nick, you're, 27. you're gonna be mm. around in three years um but also well don't forget when this godzilla stang is finished you know the the, the torque will be so unbelievable that i won't be able to control if it. i was uh if if these were uh sports betting odds on nick Paradis's death i'd say it's probably uh five to one in the next three years <laughs> i say the odds increase uh if you decrease a year <laughs> So every every uh, f- year further, the odds decrease. The older he gets, the more the lower chance of him dying is. Right. So I fully, I if I was a betting man, I'd put a hundred dollars on age 20, uh, 26, Personally, all I want is a future without continuously variable transmission. Is that so much to ask? What a, maybe what future. a drop. They're not the future. <laughs> well, electric cars are the future. We all know that, but CVT uh, transmissions are not the future. They are a nuisance. Do you agree that some of the biggest They're hypocrites on the planet? Do you agree that some of the biggest hypocrites in the world are, are people who like electric cars? They claim to How be. So? They claim to be. Thanks, Chris Kelly, for interrupting the podcast. Um, wow, jerk! What a jerk! Um, they claim to be all about the environment when batteries are probably one of the worst things for the environment. And 
Teslas in particular are generally meant to be driven for hundreds of thousands of miles, but yet the Teslas have become more or less the Apple product of car car companies where people want to replace them every year. Yeah. And I think Could it's not be me. I think it's very hypocritical, to be honest. Honestly, if I'm when I have when I get my truck repaired, I'm going to ask my mechanic how long he thinks it'll last. And if he says it'll last a while longer, I'm keeping it because I don't know. I'm attached to it. That's a total sidebar. I like your truck. I won't buy a Tesla simply because I don't like Elon Musk. And I'm going to wait for Ford to put out the electric F-150 and then get that. What are you going to get to my dad? <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> uh, oh, you're oh, you're that friend. I remember Number now. one, he's a billionaire. So there's that. <laughs> he's this friend. I remember him now. Number yeah, two, <laughs> he didn't invent. Uh, I don't know. People just like, oh, he invented Tesla. He didn't invent shit. He owns the company. He invented the Cybertruck. He, he has which is pretty bitching. The Cybertruck sucks. The Cybertruck doesn't suck. The Cybertruck can tow water look at the electric F one fifty. Hideous! It's disgusting. Looking. It does look like a Mars rover that let itself go, but it's you know. And I, he has a bachelor's degree in business. He didn't invent jack squat. <laughs> him, I love to get this guy. Him going. and Jeff Bezos are going in the same guillotine. Did you see? I'm that? building it special. I'm going to Home Depot with my stimulus check. <laughs> When it finally drops. Mm. Did you see that Jeff Bezos is trying to buy the Washington football team? I support this. I don't. I support I don't that man anywhere in NFL. <laughs> I don't like him. He steves me out. I don't like him. Bryce, I, would will rather be have the, I would rather have the living meme that is Daniel Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be very happy to know, Bryce, though, that I do not buy on Amazon anymore because I don't like to support him. So I, I'm right there with you. I try so hard to not purchase things off of Amazon because of Jeff Bezos. I just buy things on eBay, to be honest, because you're usually buying it from somebody directly and you're supporting local business. So um, you, you miss that. Yeah, eBay's good. You miss that two day shipping, but sometimes you get some uh, good deals. I think the last thing I bought on Amazon was something for Nakira because she she wanted chair covers for the chairs in her. Uh, what's it called? Her kitchen. I was going to say house. Yes. You, you, I, I thought you couldn't remember the word for living Listen, for a second. It's a place Listen, where people when you live. Work as, when you work yeah. as much as I do, the brain is fried. Bird fried like chicken at the restaurant we work at. My final statement is that Ford should bring back the Lincoln Blackwood. The who? The Lincoln Blackwood. So this was a pickup truck. It was made, you know, Lincoln is the luxury version of Ford. Mm -hmm. Well, the Blackwood was the luxury F-150. And if trucks are truly the future, and I think every automotive insider agrees that they are, um, then they owe it to themselves to bring back a luxury version of their classic pickup truck, the same way that People call GMC the Cadillac of trucks. Now Lincoln can be the Lincoln of trucks. It makes perfect sense. But yet they will not do it for unknown reason. They stick to the Platinum and the, the King Ranch. I drive and, a Ford F-150 King Ranch. Yep. Like whatever <laughs> hell else they do. Just put out a Lincoln Blackwood, or don't you don't even call it to call it a Lincoln, a Lincoln Blackwood. Call it a Lincoln F twenty, you know, whatever. You know, that's the name of it. F twenty, whatever. I don't know. That's, that's the name I don't, of the truck. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. But that's because Ford is all three Detroit companies are run by incompetent bastards, and I would do a better job than all of them. You know, they all listen to this podcast. They Every do. one of them. I hope they do. I hope they do, and I hope they take my suggestions to heart. We need a new four-wheel drive 
option for the Crown Vic, and we need a Lincoln Blackwood, and we need to stop the CVT transmission nonsense. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. I fight for truth, justice, and the American <laughs> way. You fight for corporate tax dollars, bitches. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Parodies. Thank you. He's here so, all week. Do you want to? Do you want to know what my stance specifically on Ford is? And I yes. talked to you extensively about this. Yes. The Bronco was just released, right? Mm -hmm. Why is there not an OJ Simpson le trim level for the Bronco? We just talked about You're this last week. On here. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I should be listening a little bit better, I guess. <laughs> we need that. We need that OJ Bronco. There needs to be an OJ Bronco or at least put OJ Simpson in a commercial for the Bronco. That'd be great. Um, I have been watching a lot of crime documentaries lately, uh, specifically the one about the Night Stalker and the one about the uh, murder at that hotel in California. Point of my statement oh, the is, Cecil Hotel. is that the, the thing that those documentaries do very well is they don't focus on the individual killer well in one story it's not as cut and dry but anyway in the case of the night stalker documentary they don't focus on the story of the killer they focus on the story of the people that helped catch him and as much as we like to lampoon oj simpson uh i think we're getting to the point in crime documentaries and pop culture where we need to stop giving people like this attention because it it feeds them too much. Although, well, OJ is is such a weird case because like there's really nobody else like him who he's he's the only person I can think of who is famous, was accused of doing something horrific. Everybody knows that he did it, but yet it's just kind of brushed aside and he's back to normal. I feel bad for his family there's that they really, have to be part of a meme. Right. Like I guess I guess Michael Jack is kind of close I guess to that's that. why there's no OJ le trim level of the Bronco. Probably. Because his family would not like that very much. Well, I guess like Michael Jackson would be the closest to that. But like, it's so nebulous with whether Michael Jackson did it or not. Everybody seems to have a different opinion or different story. Nobody really knows. Everybody knows OJ killed two people. <laughs> Everybody knows. Who here thinks that OJ is innocent? Raise your hand. I'm looking over. No, the dog no, what do you think nobody nobody in the world thinks that oj is innocent but yet he's he's just back in society and everybody just kind of thinks that it's normal remember when and he I, said he was going to be the the spend the rest of his life trying to find nicole's killer how's that going for him? yeah i'm looking for the real killer i swear hello at, twitter world <laughs> staring at him in the mirror bro there's a lot of bs out there does he have oh, any more God. friends that are still around that still hang out with him? OJ. I don't know. Unironically? I, I mean, like, they say he went to Florida after he got out and he was killing it down there. Like, just like killing dicking, it? Or? No, like, just dicking girls down left and right. Like, what kind of crazy psycho chicks are hooking up with OJ? I mean, it'll be a good story, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. But Florida people are weird. I know, man. We got to have so, an authentic you, Florida man on the show. I think it's what so we going need. Back to the, <laughs> going back to Florida man, I know Nick and I have, but have you ever played the Florida man game? I've not. You take your birth date, right? Mm -hmm. You Google it. Oh, yes, Florida I have. Man. I have played this game. Yes. <laughs> I thought you meant an actual game. Yes, we have. I, one of the first episodes we did. Yeah. That was fun. That was a good time. We're coming up Mine on uh, um, propellers cutting a man's head <laughs> off, if I remember correctly. Let's.
I guess I'll take a gander. I'll I'll, I'll play. I'll play your game. I'm going to do it again. Florida man with half a head arrested on attempted murder, arson charges. I would love to see the... I want to know the explanation of how he only has half a head. That's how he has half a head. Yeah, but like, how did that happen? I have no idea. I really wish there was some way to like, other than describing it, like how to show this his, image his head, through the audio. But... His head looks like Tom Brady's football. It's like very <laughs> deflated. Sick and twisted you Florida know. individual. Florida man puts laxatives in boys medication deputies say suspect faces child abuse charge he, wait child abuse charges for putting a laxative in the kid's medicine that, yes i mean it's it's a it's a uh it's a fucked up thing to do but it's like at the end of the day it's just a prank like that's not child abuse he just made him have to take a shit really bad like <laughs> Uh, we've got this from a year ago on Reddit, of all places. Florida man who plotted to bomb Target stores gets 40 years. Plotted to bomb Target. I can only imagine what must have been going on at this Target. <laughs> that he thought the necessary course of action was to <laughs> What do you mean you don't have Nestle Crunch? <laughs> no sale items on Frosted Flakes? I'll show you. I like the one about them when they made the drive-through meth dealership out of their trailer. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody was going to notice. Or the guy who threw an alligator into the Wendy's <laughs> drive-through window. It's a classic. I know I've exposed you to this podcast, but have you ever listened to um, Power Moves with Mike Burns? Shout out mm. Power Moves. No, I haven't. It's just it's, a, about weird news stories yep, like this. It's, all, it's a whole podcast about stupid crimes, and it's, it started because Brooks Whelan, who used to – he's a stand-up comedian, used to write for um, – SNL and you know now he's got his own thing has a podcast where his ex-roommate Mike Burns would be on then Mike started his own podcast called Power Moves and it's one of my favorite things to listen to when I'm just like you know I'm feeling down I want to hear about some stupid shit that someone's done all kinds of crazy stuff like the guy who tried to ban uh, the phrase chicken fingers oh no boneless chicken wings oh boneless chicken wings that's right he said it's all just chicken tender so he tried um, to ban my, chicken my favorite story that I remember off of that podcast cast was um this guy broke into a bank because he wanted to use the, the microwave to heat up his hot pockets and got arrested i, I don't and think that, i don't feel like that's real i really don't believe that the the, the co-host of the show just went free him <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong let him out the hot pockets man <laughs> free Rob, him robert downey jr once got so drunk <laughs> that he thought a bank was his house <laughs> he tried to he tried to break into it <laughs> Rihanna was once so drunk she threw a party at the wrong house. <laughs> I mean, it ha this shit happens. I did not know about that. Yeah. Alcohol's a dirty mistress. She really is. Yeah. Mel Gibson called a cop sugar tits. <laughs> I mean, when will it end? Oh, Mel. Oh, Mel. Um, uh, okay, I guess we could probably get ready for the call soon. Gotcha. We got about an hour and a half. So you know how it is. I'm liking that um, Orlando Magic shirt you have on. The shirt's like 10 years old. Very 2009 of you. <laughs> I used to wear it in high school, so it's probably, what, I don't know, eight years old, something like that. Mm. Good time. God, you guys are so young. <laughs> so young. How I'm old really are like you? Two years older than you started. I'm 26. Oh, relax. I really want to come to the pad like, one I... day, fellas. I really do. I'm, I miss y'all. I haven't even met You're you, but. welcome to. You know how it is. Once. Whenever you feel comfortable coming by, we'll, we're. We're more than willing to have you. Once I'm double vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, if you both get vaccinated, then I'll pop over. But until then, alas, here I am. So how are we going to do our outro this week? Uh... 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to Children's Programming. Please subscribe at your local podcast depository. Follow us on Instagram at, at Children's Programming. Uh, follow, follow Nick Parodies at Nick Parodies and follow me at BLU Zodiac Pictures. Bryce, do you want people to follow you or do you not care? Uh, people can follow me or they could not follow me. It doesn't really matter to me. But I where think, can they find you, sir? Where um, can they find you on the interwebs? I can be found on Instagram at flotation to Bryce, like flotation device, but device is da Bryce. And on Twitter at flotation to Bryce, except Bryce is spelled with a three and the E in device, the other E in device is missing. Mm. If that makes sense. I don't know if you could figure that out. I'm sure they can figure it out. Uh, I'll provide helpful hints on the screen. So um, flotation to Bryce and then flotation to Bryce. I mean, they're not going to see anything. Because I like so. one spelling better than the other. Twitter, it, it's literally one character too long for Twitter. So they hate me. Just look at my followers and you'll find him. Yeah, that's, the same, that's the same with my brand name. It's It cut off, cuts off the ES too long. So whatever. Yeah, Blue Zodiac picture. Yeah. We um, need this. We need this. My my last <laughs> question. <laughs> my last Here. question before we go is: uh, Will Andrew Cuomo be the governor of New York by next week? Um, by next week, probably. By his next term, I don't no, know about that. By, one. by his next term, if he hasn't pissed off the upstate rednecks enough for how he handled the coronavirus situation, as um, I'm sure they are on the Mississippi I'm, page. I mean, I'm much more concerned about these sexual assault allegations that are going around about him. Well, that's what I was about to get to. If he hasn't uh, annoyed our um, resident Mississippians enough with his coronavirus handling. This will drive away all of the other voters. Anyway, Cynthia Nixon, if you run again, I'll vote for you t twice, bitch. I love you. How about you run? You want to run for office? I'm fucking take. I'm going to take Chuck Schumer's job. Okay. Chuck um, Schumer, I know you're listening. Gunning for your job. Uh, we have to wait until at least one communist gets into the, the into office before we uh, are worrying about that sort of thing. I don't think it's going to happen in New York, but we're not that liberal. It's going to be him. I hope yeah, so. I, you got my the, vote. I the also dawn of a new era. Listen, I voted for Cynthia Nixon in the primary. I know what's up. I mean, if if you believe folks like uh, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, then we've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So I, I liked when uh, Vermin Supreme referred to him as Raphael Cruz. I liked when he went away on vacation in the middle of his state's biggest crisis of all time and then tried to cover it up and then tried to explain it as I was dropping my daughters off, you know, as if he was flying the plane. Yeah, you fucking dickhole. Ted Cruz, I'm coming for your job. I'm moving to Texas, knocking you out. That'd be cool. I mean, they're opening up soon, so you might be able to get yourself a residence. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. They're open for business, as they say. Tejas. Okay, we'll uh, we'll transition out for the evening, Bryce. Always good to have you on here. Uh, you're welcome anytime if you're home. If, when he's, yeah, if we're great. recording in your home, feel free to join us. You're always welcome. Sounds good. Um, and yeah, Godspeed, everybody. Do do good things. Don't do drugs. May the ice cream be ever in your flavor. Only do the good drugs, like Advil and Tylenol and marijuana. Yes. Mm, only the only the essentials. Oh.